everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the Season 4 episode of Star Trek Voyager, Living Witness. This is the one where a backup copy of the Doctor is reactivated after lying dormant for 700 years on an alien planet. Its two inhabitant alien species, the Kyrians and the Vaskins, have had racial tensions ever since the Voyager encounter, where, during a simple trade between Voyager and Daleth, the Kyrian ambassador, a Vaskin leader named Tedrin launches an unprovoked attack on Voyager. This leads to a war that leveled cities and cost millions of lives. And in the 7th century since then, Voyagers has become a warship, Janeway a bloodthirsty and genocidal captain, the crew a gang of thugs, and the Doctor an android responsible for creating a bioweapon. Since artificial life is considered sentient on the planet, the Doctor is now considered to be a war criminal and will be brought to trial for his perceived crimes. The only person who can help the Doctor is Korn, the Vaskin historian who reactivated the backup version of the Doctor and whose belief in the history of his people is thrown into disarray. This is one of my favorite episodes of Voyager since this episode for me shows what the series could accomplish at its best. It was co-written by Brandon Braga, Joe Minoski, and Brian Fuller, and based off a story pitch by Rob DeBoard, who was Fuller's writing partner at the time. And knowing the kind of episodes that Braga and Minoski wrote, the former's first episode was Cause and Effect, and the latter wrote the classic TNG episode Darmok, and the kinds of series that Fuller would go on to create, this episode shows off the strength of each of the three writers. It made sense that after TNG was finished, Braga and Minoski would go over to Voyager while Ronald D. Moore and Rene Echeverria, who wrote the more realistic and character-based episodes, went over to DS9. Which was where Fuller started as a freelance writer, but before being brought over to Voyager, where he would write later episodes like Drone and Bride of Chaotica. Voyager was at its best when it embraced its more out-there concepts. And an episode about revisionist history and how historical events and the people involved in them can be warped and distorted over time was one episode that realize the potential of its premise. And it's an episode that's more relevant today, with the rise of fake news, critical race theory, statues of Confederate soldiers and early prime ministers being torn down by protesters, and the discovery of over 7,000 bodies of dead children in residential schools across Canada. With people actively working to distort history for our current generation, an episode about Voyager's distorted place in the history of a planet with racial tensions gets to the core of Star Trek as social commentary and as a mirror of our society's past and present. And even though there's one line from the final scene of the episode that I bristle at, you'll know it when you hear it, I appreciate the sentiments behind both the Doctor and Korn's perspectives. What's happening? I've been hearing weapons. It's getting worse. Protests, vandalism. Two people have been killed. Don't worry, they've cordoned off the museum. We're safe for now. That's not what I'm concerned about. Two deaths, a race riot, all because of me? You were only the catalyst. The pressure's been building for years. It was only a matter of time before something set it off. Have you found the tricorder? Not yet. It's crucial that we do. The Kyrians are demanding you be punished for your crimes, but the Vaskins want to hear your version of events again. They want to continue the investigation. What's going to happen? I don't know. The Vaskins are more powerful, but the Kyrians are very angry. They're talking about another war. And there's only one solution. Delete my program. I've become a kind of symbol for this conflict. As long as I'm around, your people are going to keep on fighting. I'll show you how to decompile my program. You can say I was damaged in the attack last night. No one will hold you responsible. I can't do that to you. Then I'll do it myself. No! 
I'm a medical hologram, programmed to do no harm, but I'm doing harm on a global scale. Ever since you reactivated me, I've been concerned with clearing Voyager's good name. But that's not important now. There's more at stake. A few days ago, I might have agreed with you. But what about the facts? Facts be damned! Names, dates, places. It's all open to interpretation. Who's to say what really happened? And ultimately, what difference does it make? What matters is today and the future of your people. Doctor, you were there. You can't deny what happened. I can. And I will. Tedwin was a martyr for your people. A hero. A symbol of your struggle for freedom. Who am I to wander in 700 years later and take that away from you? History has been abused. We keep blaming each other for what happened in the past. If you don't help us now, it could be another 700 years. Let's find that tricorder. It was a pivotal moment in our history. As a result of the doctor's testimony, a dialogue was opened between our peoples. Eventually, we found a new respect for our divergent cultures and traditions. The efforts of people like Quarren and the doctor paved the way for unity. Quarren died six years later, but he lived long enough to witness the dawn of harmony. And the doctor? Well, he served as our surgical chancellor for many years until he decided to leave. He took a small craft and set a course for the Alpha Quadrant, attempting to trace the path of Voyager. He said he had a longing for home. Yes, It's also a really fun episode that plays with Voyager's reputation in the Delta Quadrant. After four seasons of being the only Federation ship in the unexplored Delta Quadrant, the reputation of the ship has gotten ahead of them. And the series was able to play with the criticisms of the series that they were getting from the fans, with the cast being distorted, exaggerated versions of themselves. Voyager was able to do a Mirror Universe episode without actually having to go through the Mirror Universe. And I prefer this way of doing the episode where the cast gets to play against type and do the evil versions of their characters. I'll go more into detail in a later episode, but I've never been the biggest fan of the Mirror Universe. I'd rather see the characters be evil via secondhand interpretation that then gets twisted over time. This was also a fantastic Doctor-centered episode where Robert Picardo gets to play three different versions of the Doctor. There is the cartoonishly evil android version, the revised version from the Doctor's perspective, and the reactivated backup version of our Doctor, who has to contend with the fact that the crew that, from his perspective he just saw yesterday, are now dead and gone and have been so for centuries. While the Doctor was always a great character and a dream role for Picardo, who is the definition of a veteran character actor, 
This was one episode that Picardo really shined in. This was also the first episode that was directed by Tim Russ, aka Tuvok. While the aforementioned Roxanne Dawson and Robert Duncan McNeil ended up directing multiple Star Trek episodes and went on to have great careers directing television, this was Tim Russ's one and only episode that he directed. And while everyone involved said that he did a great job directing a narratively complex episode, after that experience, Russ stayed in front of the camera for the rest of his career. He said that the experience made him a better actor. And speaking of Dawson, if you're wondering why Torres wasn't in the episode at all and only mentioned in passing, that was because Dawson was on maternity leave. She was pregnant during the fourth season, and this and the previous episode, Unforgettable, are the only episodes that she doesn't appear at all. One last bit of trivia I'd like to share was that at the time that this aired, and until season three of Discovery, this was the one episode of Star Trek that took place farthest down the timeline. With the bulk of the episode taking place 700 years after the TNG DS9 Voyager 24th century era, this would place the bulk of the episode sometime around the 3000s. And with the third season of Discovery taking place in 3188, and the timeline around this version of the Doctor being intentionally vague, there's a part of me that wants to see Robert Picardo guest star in the new season of Discovery as this version of the Doctor finds his way home and crosses paths with Discovery. Obviously, this will never happen for numerous reasons, but it's a little bit of headcanon that I like to amuse myself with. And that's it for Star Trek Voyager. Join me tomorrow when we go back to the 2100s with Star Trek Enterprise and another episode that plays with history and perspective. Live long and prosper, and also live well.